Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. The Rebel Report from Super Talk Mississippi with Brian Scott Rippey and Colin Brister. Listen carefully. What's up on a Friday? I'm Brian Scott Rippey. My co-conspirator, as always, is Colin Brister. Welcome to another edition of the People's Holiday. It is Mailbag Friday. We appreciate uh, everyone that submitted a question, everyone who recognizes the holiday. Uh, we got a lot better responses this week. I had to scold the listeners, and you could tell it worked. I was getting messages through, or excuse me, questions through platforms that I don't normally get them on, and you could tell it was probably after someone listened to the show and was like, I want this holiday to continue. You can't kill it. It's like killing Christmas. So I'm going to participate and recognize the holiday. Uh, so we got a bunch of questions to get to. Uh, hoops tips off tonight. We'll get into some of that as well. I'm sure a couple of your questions have gotten in that. I hadn't looked at all of them. But uh, what's up? Not much. I, uh, I played pickup basketball for like the first time in a year and a half last night. You know like the, that age when you get to, like you realize you're not 22 or 23 anymore? I had that moment last night. Yeah, because, I mean, you get ridiculously sore. Like it's the next day is when yeah. it really kills you. We played pickup five on five for like an hour and a half, and I don't want to move today. Yeah, that uh, that sounds pretty rough. That's why I don't exercise. Um, <laughs> so we got a bunch to get to today. I guess we'll just dive right into the questions, um, and sure. we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Uh, we'll get into some New Mexico State stuff a little bit. I guess I'll, I'll, get, I'll get into some things I would like to see from Ole Miss this weekend. I guess if you're if, if anyone's going to watch this game. Is anyone actually going to watch this game, though? No, except for the people that for some reason are going. Yeah, this one is a really good social experiment or like a psyche eval type of weekend, right? Like, if you're going to this and you're staying for the entirety, I guess that should be commended if you really are like an Ole Miss fan and that's like your thing. But at the same time, I'm like, What's going on in between your ears? Well, I would like to know, honest to God, I would like to know the rating for this game. With, with Alabama LSU kicking off at the same time, I want to know how many people actually tune in and watch this, because I'm not. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I have to go, and I'm going to have Alabama LSU up on my computer screen. I don't even really feel ashamed to admit that at all. I mean, what do you, even from my perspective, what are you writing about this week? Like, John Rice Plumley's going to play. He's going to run 480. Like, you can write your story right now and just add some quotes. Oh, it's going to, yeah. It, 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 it'll it be a quick quick post game. But these these November buys are annoying. And then this game could not have been scheduled at a worse time. Like, if this were 11 o'clock, I probably wouldn't have nearly as many gripes. But it's like, come on, man. You're going to put this the exact same time, basically, as the game everyone wants to watch. Anyway, I don't get to watch that much college football anyway. But, man, I, I told everyone the last week or a couple weeks ago, every LSU game that's been like their primetime games this year, Texas, Florida, and this, has been the exact same time Ole Miss has played a game. <laughs> so, at, least you got, uh, at least you got to watch them play in Auburn, right? Uh, yeah, I did. That no, that was the bye week. I did get to watch yeah. that. And, you know, coincidentally enough, that was the most boring game LSU had probably played all season. So, um... 
Anyway, I guess let's just get right to it, kind of see where it takes us. We'll hit in some basketball. They open the season with Arkansas State tonight. So you got that going on. I believe that is at 6 p.m. Yep, almost a 22-and-a-half-point favorite. Okay. Let's see. All right, here we go. If Matt Corral leaves Ole Miss at the end of the season, do you think John Rice Plumley would transition to football only? Um, it depends on what, how, kind of how it plays out. But I do think if there's a situation where Matt Luke, which I don't even know, I don't know if they would do this with Robbie Ashford coming in next season. But I do think there is a scenario like if let's just put everything else aside, and I'm, I don't think this will happen because I don't know why you would do this with another talented quarterback coming in. But let's just say. Ole Miss and Matt Luke at the end, Rich Rodriguez and Matt Luke at the end of the season are like, you know what? John Rice Plumley tore through Mississippi State in the uh, Egg Bowl. He ran for 300 yards against State's bad run defense. We don't care. We're going to tell. We're going to package this and sell it as the future of the program for the next year. He's our quarterback. He's our guy. It's kind of what they do with Corral this offseason. They take him to SEC media days. He's the number one in the spring. Blah blah blah. All that jazz. I do think there would be a conversation would be had, and baseball would probably be cut out. I kind of disagree. I, I think the kid is so dead set on playing both that, I mean, I think he went to a school that was going to allow him to play both, and I think he has full intentions of playing both. That's all fine, but in, when you become a starting quarterback in the SEC, I don't see how he's playing baseball because no, no one really well, even seems to know what he is in baseball. My argument to that is always, did he not plan on being a starting quarterback when he showed up? I think he just, no, no, but I, I guarantee you he did it. I mean, maybe eventually, but not this quick. Okay, I, mean, I, I just I feel like he always intended on being the starting quarterback, and he knew that when he signed up to play both. But I mean, they took questions here a month and a half about between he and Tisdale about being Corral's backup. Like they kind of knew what the deal was coming in. So you think eventually he was planning on giving up baseball whenever he took over the starting job? I don't know what exactly his plan was, but I, I'm just I'm, I think the two sport idea sounded a lot better because he wasn't going to come in and start in his true freshman year playing football, and then of course that didn't exactly go go as to plan. So I, I, I look if everything stays as is and it's like a competition type deal, and I, and he has a chance to be the starting quarterback, I kind of agree. But like, man, you're not going to win a starting quarterback job that you don't already have, like. I don't really know what I'm saying here. All I'm saying is if you're if you're the starting quarterback at the SEC, you can't really be missing spring practice to be competing for an outfield spot in baseball. Like, I, it, it, you don't think with football paying the bills, someone in that facility is going to be like, hey, you're on our scholarship, pal. Uh, no. I, I, I mean, and my reasoning for that is I, I think the only reason or one of the main reasons he's at Ole Miss is because it was made clear to him they would let him play both. And and you do that, you're still going against a lot of stuff that you promised him in recruiting. That wouldn't be the first time somebody's gone against what they promised in recruiting. I mean, and how do you, how, or my, my question then becomes, how do you tell him he can't play and Jerrion Ely can't play? I think, I think he would be on more on board with it if he's about to be a starting quarterback. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's what I think. I, I think if... if if he knows he's going to, if they told him you're our starting quarterback next year, he's dropping baseball. Because, I mean, they we'll need see. him for spring practice. Like, what, what? how many programs in the country do you have where your starting quarterback's out for spring practice because he's on a baseball field becoming. I think there's a situation where he could do both. 
No, I, I, mean, I, I mean, everyone I've talked to, I did that two-sports story back in the past. They don't really let you. If When you're football, you're football, and like when you're baseball, you're baseball, and that's kind of the understanding. I guess. I mean, Murray played both in the spring. Um, I just I think it's possible to do both like. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I have a hard time believing he's not going to play baseball at least this spring. I think all of that changes if he's – I don't think – I think he ends up doing that because I don't think he's going to be guaranteed the starting job or whatever, which at the same time, that would lend you to believe Robbie Astrid's probably got a pretty good shot to come and win this thing is if the guy, the only other guy you're really competing with is over on a baseball field during spring practice. I don't know if Ashford's going to be an early enrollee. I know he's had some health issues during this football season. He's had an ankle deal, right? No, I think Ashford is a uh, he's a he's a May graduate. I think he's playing high school baseball and and going to want to be in front of the scouts for another another six months. Yeah. So either way, though, like, what are you doing in the spring if you're Ole Miss? Then I mean, if Corral stays, it's him and Dent. Again, what are you doing if you're Ole Miss in the spring? <laughs> you 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 saying you don't expect Corral to stay? I mean, come on. That was the that was the preface to this question. Like, you, you I mean, how can you not I, see the writing I, I, on the I wall? I don't put a ton of importance on spring practice. Like, if they if they only have Kim K. Dent and the walk on quarterback, I feel like they'll be okay. But I don't know. I I just have a hard time believing the kid that was promised he could play both sports isn't going to play both. I do, I would agree with that theory again until if they if they ever sat him down and were like hey man you're their guy you're our starter we need you all in on football he's probably playing football but anyway that's uh I guess that's an interesting storyline to watch I uh I mean I, if you're Corral I don't see how you don't see the writing on the wall at this point with the way the last two games have gone so yeah he's out honestly if that becomes a problem like with with Plumlee if he is playing baseball and Ashford's not there yet and they're kind of without a starting quarterback. You may not put much emphasis on this spring practice, but as terrible as this offense is, they need every damn rep they could possibly get in any situation. And so if that becomes an issue, they deserve it because they royally screwed this whole deal up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. The people need your Alabama LSU prediction. I actually am riding with LSU here. It would be sacrilegious for me to, at this point. I've been pumping the Orgeron train for two years now and then pumping the Burrow Heisman contender thing since last April to the point where my radio cohorts really did uh, thought I was obnoxious. So I think actually Alabama secondary gets exposed here. I think this is a shootout. I think LSU wins, but I'm not positive. I'm going to go Alabama 38, LSU 31. Fair enough. So looks like we're uh, fading each other. No, I have have complete control to change that if if Tua doesn't play. Oh, I, dude, there's not a world where he's not playing. I agree, but they, they're doing this thing where they're acting like it's possibility. Well, I mean, that surgery is supposed to expedite the process, but he's playing three weeks uh, three weeks removed from a really six- to eight-week injury. Neil made it. I was listening to their podcast yesterday. He made a really good point about like, maybe why you wouldn't play him. If you don't play him and you lose a three-point game to LSU with Mac Jones and you went out, you're still going to the playoff. Yeah, one game without your starting quarterback. Yeah, no, I don't necessarily disagree. It would. I actually don't. I don't think that would be as simple as they're in. I think it would be. You would have a much stronger case because the problem with Alabama and Kirk Herbstreit made this point on Tuesday night when they released the rankings. Is 
if they lose this game, they're not going to their conference championship, so they're going to fall into a pool of one-loss teams, the Oklahomas, the Oregons of the world, without a conference title and an absolute dog shit out of conference strength of schedule. I think there's a world where Alabama's on the outside looking in, but the point you brought up that Neil, Neil brings up, does not playing him weirdly kind of strengthen your case so you can point to, well, we didn't have Tua? I actually kind of agree with that. Because if Alabama loses this game with Tua, I think they're really in oh, trouble. Oh. I think they're in trouble. So to your point, I think it strengthens their case. They could end up out either way if they lose. So I actually agree with that as well. That'll be kind of an interesting storyline to watch. Because if Alabama does lose this game, they're going to need some help. They're in serious trouble. Oh, I, Well, I mean, if Alabama loses this football game, they have quality wins over nobody. <laughs> I mean, you would get to play Auburn, but I don't know if a, a win over Auburn is going to strengthen your case that much. Yeah, I know. I mean, you, they would need some chaos in the Big 12 and Pac-12 to where, like, neither one of the conference Oklahoma champions... Oklahoma or Oregon, to me, would have to lose again. Well, yeah, and Utah. Yeah. And so Oregon... And Utah and, and Oregon have got a chance to roll in that Pac-12 title game with one loss. Which is exactly... Which is it would be a death sentence, death knell for Alabama if they lost this game. Like, you need, yeah. you need one of them to have two losses going in and then the two-loss team beat the one-loss team. Like yeah, you would, or you need Georgia to screw everything up in the title game. Yeah, exactly. You would you would need to root for just mass chaos at that point, and then Saban to get all cranky in press conferences. So anyway, three years from now, which of the big three sports is the most successful on campus? Um, well, that's a good. I mean, it's obviously baseball or basketball. Um, it, okay, so the, the success part is relative, right? Like if if Kermit is a is a perennial NCAA tournament team and makes the Sweet 16, uh, that's more impressive than Bianco getting the Super Regionals every year, right? I mean, that's a long debate probably for another day, but given how staled people have become on the baseball program, it will be more impressive to the eyes of the, the Ole Miss, I guess, fan base. I just, I just think it's a lot harder to win in basketball at Ole Miss than it is in baseball. Yeah, pr- yeah. I mean, the counter argument to that would be is there's no basketball school right around you where everyone else is getting scholars more scholarship advantages. But in some ways, it kind of is without the actual number of scholarships. Well, it's going to be hard for uh, the scholarship. This scholarship thing is real, and I get that. But over the next two years, assuming Plumlee, Ashford, and Ailey play, you got three dudes on full scholarship that you're not paying for. So you've got some scholarship flexibility. I agree, but when's the last two-sport guy that came over here and actually worked for a long period of time? Like, banking on stuff like that always seems difficult. Well, sure, but, I mean, Sinquez is the last person to try it since Seth Smith, though. Yeah, true. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Seth Smith was really the only one that, like, worked in favor of baseball. Like, I don't know. It's it's a tough it's a tough thing to do, and I think banking on that like to me all those dudes are lottery tickets, and if they work out great, if they don't, it doesn't hurt you. Yep, yep, yep. Put your. Um, I'm gonna go baseball just because they're consistent, but I mean if it's basketball, it wouldn't shock me. Okay, I'll go Kermit in basketball just kind of the sake for being different. Um. Put yourself in Mike Bianco's shoes in the 2009 Super Regional. Drew has already thrown 200-plus pitches the week before, and you win game one. Do you hold Drew until there's an elimination game? If you win with Baker, the series is over. If you lose, Drew gets an extra 24 hours of rest. 
All right, I would Drew, pa- Drew Pomerantz for the people out there. Uh, that it's uh, 9 Super Regional against Virginia. I tend to yeah. agree with this kid's line of thinking. Do what? I tend to agree with that line of thinking, but it, like in situations like this, these are the type of things that manager, like managers and coaches, get killed for. Is there really a wrong way either way? I don't know. I mean, it, I I actually have heard Mike talk to somebody about this, and and actually, if you don't agree with his reasoning, if you're an Ole Miss fan, I understand. I, I tend to believe in, in the reasoning for why he did it. He considered holding Drew for game three. He did. The reason he didn't is because of this. That team had lost. The, the, the program had lost three Super Regionals in four years. They had lost two Game 3s in the past four years. Do you really want to roll into a Game 3 with a team that is mentally as mentally fragile as that team would have been? Like, like that team had lost Super Regionals galore. Drew was your best option. If you lose that game, there is nothing guaranteeing that you're not going to come out flat in Game 3. And my evidence is, the team lost its mind when Button made the error in Game Two, and it just didn't show up for Game Three. So I, I, I have a hard time faulting Mike for throwing his best guy out there when that team was as mentally fragile as they were. Fair enough. I don't think there's a wrong answer either way, but I, I agree with that line of thinking. I agree with the other one. Whatever they lost. Um, weirder show married at first sight or toddler or. Naked and afraid. I've never. I've seen naked and afraid before. I don't know what married at first sight is, but it seems fair. You, you married at first yeah, sight. Yeah, I'm going to say seriously. Se- seems pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I don't know. I think all that. Does anyone watch that reality TV shit anymore? Like I, 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 like how do all these shows on mainstream cable still survive? Like there's so much weird stuff on like A and E. Like so, you're saying you weren't a big Jersey Shore fan. Actually, I've watched all of Jersey Shore one time in high school. One summer, I got super bored and watched them all on Netflix. But my so point is, yeah, with 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 yeah, not, yeah, sixteen year old me, um, in <laughs> uh, but no, with cord cutting and all of that, I uh, I like with cord cutting and all that, like all these shows that are on mainstream television, like A and E and Discovery and all that, like do people still watch that type of stuff? I just get amazed it still comes on. And it's all—it's like the weirdest stuff ever, like uh, Alaskan bush people and all that. Like, is is there really like is that what kind of niche market is that going for? Like, I I just don't understand it. I'm not necessarily hating on it. I just don't get it. No, you're right. I mean, I, I don't I don't watch reality television stuff. Um, like, who's who's going home? Why well, just I don't know who's going home? Like and buying a six pack and being like, hell yeah, like new naked and afraid. That's here's my Friday. I don't under anyway. <laughs> people are weird. Um, if you could pick one activity that you're suddenly in the best in the world at, what would it be? Golf. That way, yeah, I, I was could- gonna say that would be easy for me. Golf. Yeah, it, it, like I'm not even, not even considering this. Yeah, I mean you tour, you go around the world playing the world's best golf courses. How much get, money could I make in one year if I'm the best player in golf? Um, I mean winnings alone, eight to nine, and then probably another twenty off sponsors. So it's probably a thirty million dollar season. So I need to be the best in golf for one year to make thirty million dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Well, and everything else lingers after that, like sponsorship deals and all that. Like, it, like I know, I get what you're saying with the one year thing, but like you would continue to like coast off that for a longer time after one year, even if you like lost your limbs. Um, I guess I could argue tennis too, but I don't know what they make. 
You can eliminate one day in the past from ever happening. It's just a race completely. What day do you pick and what repercussions does it have? Um, I mean... That's deep. Yeah, I don't really know like how serious you want I mean, to go there. Right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That seemed like a pretty shitty day. Like I, I, I probably got to eliminate that. Um, yeah, I don't really know where else to go there. If I say anything like stupid, like a sporting event, then like nine eleven still happens. Like I don't. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do a sporting event, then I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, if we're just talking general history, it's nine eleven. We get real political, like the day the whistleblower came forward. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I'm just kidding. November six, two thousand six. Um, no, I'm not even gonna go there. Um, breaking news states that famous actor has been accused of trying to blow up the moon. Who is it? And what do they do to try to blow up the moon? I don't understand don't, these questions. Um, I mean, it's Charlie Sheen. It feels like I don't know what he did. But, but it seems like it'd be Charlie Sheen. Yeah, or Tom Cruise or one of those Scientology weirdos. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you can pick one former Ole Miss player that played exclusively under each former coach to come back to be the current team. Under Cut, Orgeron, Nutt, and Freeze, one from each. Um, so it's like they're playing today? Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Eli for cut. That was pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you go Eli, then under freeze instead of going Chad Kelly, you'd probably need to go Mike Hilton because they really need someone as a glue guy in the secondary. Nut, you would pro- you'd probably go. But well, this is an over. Uh, see, I'm going. I tell you where I'm going. I'm going Hunter under freeze. Yeah, I, I guess you can't. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, a lot of right answers there. Uh, nut, you would go Shea Hodger and Mike Wallace, which I know counts. Yeah, and then Orgeron is Patrick Willis. Yeah, but I mean the 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 the, or, the nut thing is weird because most all the players you would pick also played for Orgeron. Yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, P. Willie did, but no, P. Oh, Willie was Orgeron yeah, no, he, only. He played undercut or Orgeron. Yeah. So anyway, um. Here's a weird one. You're standing at a cross switch for train tracks. The train is hurtling towards you with no way to stop. Down track A are 10 Alabama fans. Down track B is an entire regular elite group of elite dog posters. Which track do you send it down? Jesus. Man, I, I'm a, no, I'm not, I'm not it. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not for like killing it. anyone. People can do what they want on the internet. I think message boards are hilarious. Like, I wish... Like, I want to do a 30 for 30 on message board guys reading their message board posts in person. And just how weird that sounds. Like, to hell with you, 68 dog, not, you know, grinder. Or to hell with you, butthole reb 68. Like, like I would love to see these guys actually read what they post on message boards in person. I think that would be absolutely hysterical. I hope you would have some time. It'd take them a minute to read. Yeah, it's, uh, so... I'm all for message boards. You need the cesspool to kind of be like, hey, here's where all the bad stuff happens. Um, If Arch Manning develops into a D1 quarterback prospect, would Archie and Cooper steer him steer him away from Ole Miss with, if this asshattery of an offense sticks around? Man, he he's saying people. Well, dude, come on, man. What is he, like 15? Yeah, but I think if the question is, would he come play in this offense, the answer is no. 
I mean, sure, but just the idea that Rich Rodriguez is going to be here when Arch Manning is able to drive, much less graduating high school. I mean, no, he's not. But, I mean, if this happened, what, three years later? God, God almighty. Yeah, so I can't wait for Ole Miss people to get their hopes up on Arch Manning and then be like, oh, Tennessee looks pretty cool. Um, Do the Rebs cover this weekend? Yes, I actually think they cover with ease. Yeah, I think New Mexico State's terrible. I think, I mean, this offense works against really bad defenses. I think that's been made abundantly clear. I mean, look, a la Vanderbilt. So, sure, they're going to run all over them. I don't think the defense is going to allow very many points. I uh, I guess New Mexico State is independent in football now. They are. Because, you know, they play. They're independent of wins, too. Yeah, that's true. They play, you know, they play Liberty twice this year. That's, yeah, that's two wins for free. It is. Uh, I was looking at their schedule. Although they lost at they lost at home to Liberty by a touchdown, it was twenty to thirteen. They played some. I kind of feel bad for them. Honestly, I was watching their coach's press conference earlier this week, and uh, they've had one a brutal schedule that it sounds like this guy didn't completely line up himself. And then two, they've had a lot of close games that haven't gone their way. I'm not. I'm not making an argument to go to New Mexico. They almost is going to cover with ease. I just, I always tend to kind of sympathize with programs like this when they get to a year where they're down. I don't really know what's happening. New Mexico State has not always been independent. I do know that, right? Yeah, no, I mean, they're not good, but uh, they've never been this bad. No, no, independent. Uh, like, something's happened in the last year and a half. Oh, no, I don't, no, they haven't been independent for, for a while. I don't know how long. Um, I'd say probably this is the third year being independent. Point being, I just sympathize with schools like this where you catch a year, like, they're having to go play Alabama, Washington State, and Ole Miss, presumably because they need you know the financial capital and all that. I don't know. I just kind of admire coaches and players that go and play and kind of endure shit like this and then actually wait, kind of, wait. Breeze is going to win six games this year, right? Yeah, I think fairly easily. All right. How do we get uh, six and six two Breeze versus five and seven ATR Bowl Ole Miss? Oh, dear God. I don't think they would do that. Come on! Why would they? Why would you not do that? Um, I think there would be actions made on both sides to prevent that from happening. <laughs> Almost just doesn't show up. Ye or yeet, as the kids would say. I don't know what that means. Oh, uh, we did this a while back. What does yeet mean again? Man, I don't know. Check out Urban Dictionary. All right, so I need to. Uh, I don't understand this. Inter- you're more uh, Twitter internet savvy than me. I don't understand half the shit that's going on on the internet these days. So, why is the word "boomer" now seen as an insult? I even saw some guys as, uh, go as far to say it's a slur. I don't understand. Like, "boomer's" the name of the generation they came from. Yeah, why why uh, is this an like, insult? I mean, am I going to get offended when people start saying "okay, millennial"? Like, like. Watch the snowflakes. Yeah. So what? The boomers, the reverse of that. Like, what context would this be used in? They got offended when a millennial started saying "Okay, boomer," like to just kind of dispel whatever point they were trying to make because they got tired of listening to them. Okay, so this is kind of like the same thing as millennials' room and everything. You just say "Okay, boomer," like you're dumb and correct. Yes, when they when they go on their their tirades about how millennials are lazy and don't do any work. Millennials just say, okay, boomer, and then the boomer gets in. Okay. Man, the internet's an awesome place. You can uh, you can create an entire just generational Al war. Al Gore did well. What? Al Gore did well with this whole internet thing. Yeah. 
uh, the fact that the internet was never regulated and all of that is just wild to me. But anyway, so basically you've got old people fighting young people online this week. Do I have that correctly? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, yeet means to discard an item at high velocity. I took the trash out this morning. Does that mean I yeet? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, it's a versatile word, according to Urban Dictionary. It can be used as a noun, exclamation. I don't understand any of this stuff. Um, anyway. Uh, let's see. Are there any other internet things I don't understand? What is, uh... What is, uh... What does deadass mean? <laughs> Man, I, I feel like there's a lot of versatility with that one. Well, like, what does that mean? Like, I know people used to say "dead ass serious." Is that just a shortened? Like, I, I, I mean, how do I say this? It's kind of like the uh, the one of the bad words that starts with "f." You have a lot of versatility with it. You can you can kind of use it in any situation. So there's no clear, distinct meaning, and that you can use it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, except the F word has been going on for uh, generations. Like, I don't think they were saying "dead ass" in the '30s. <laughs> like oh, I, I don't God. anyway. This is what you get on this podcast. Yeah, so I I I don't know. I might need to start that in a weekly quarter. The stuff I see on the internet that I don't understand. Um, would you consider propane to be a liquid or a gas? Uh liquid. Okay, so there's another one. Why do we call it gas if it's a liquid going into your car? I mean, that's, that's, that's a fair question. Yeah, I don't so understand. What are, people, a, uh, what are we not being told? Uh, yeah, so I don't understand that. Propane, I don't even know. Is propane liquid? Sure. what? Is propane liquid? I mean, technically, yes. But, well, I don't know. I mean, you can drink it, so therefore it's liquid, right? Isn't that how that works? I guess it would have to be. I don't know. I mean, that, that feels like how it works. I would not advise drinking gas, but if you so choose, you can. Yeah, fair enough. I don't really understand anything. Um, would Florida State consider Hugh Freeze due to no. not due to his knowledge of recruiting in Florida? He's got a lot of knowledge of things in Florida. Well, I think that's what this gentleman is hinting at. Oh. I don't think he actually. I think, I, look, I think South Florida and Tampa Bay would do really well for you, Free. Although, so I don't. I uh, I think Hugh Freeze would actually end up being kind of good if he got back to a major program. We'll see. I think I think the questions of could he recruit uh, would be valid. So. We'll see. I know he's recruiting well at Liberty. He's also not having to deal with any negative recruiting at Liberty, too. Aside from the, you know, the self-explained negative recruiting that comes with Liberty? Sure, but when someone from, I don't know, Central Florida or Memphis is drilling it into these kids, how bad of a person you are, I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, that's certainly fair. Uh, let's see. Do you think Buffin will ever get comfortable shooting the three? I mean, if as far as him like, kind of translating as a pro, I think that's something he'll maybe work on a little bit to kind of uh, 
yes, I do think he'll get better shooting three, but I don't think that's what Ole Miss really is asking him to do or needing him to do. If he adds that to his game, like, good for him. I think that just makes him an even more complete player. But they want him to rebound, and they want him to get to the rim, and they want him to defend. So if he can have a decent mid-range game that can kind of, I guess, prevent defenders from sagging off of him enough to where it makes it easier for him to go fly, folks, and get to the rim, sure. Um, but, yeah, I think that'll, that'll come a little bit because he did shoot. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but he did shoot it a little bit. He was he was timid to shoot the ball from three a year ago, uh, which was interesting. Last night, Kermit, he was, or I say last night, in the, in the uh, exhibition after the game, I found this really interesting. He said, Kermit's always telling me to shoot it more, but I hate taking bad shots, so it's honestly difficult for me to balance what he wants me to do versus me not wanting to take bad shots and hurt the team. And I found that really interesting. So it sounds like they do want him to be more aggressive shooting the basketball, but he's the one kind of reluctant to do that, which I think is probably a good issue to have. Whether it's, I mean, that, it's better than the opposite to where you're having to tell, like, you know, Shady Henderson, hey, please stop pulling up from 30. Yeah, no, I mean, you'd much rather have that and a, and a player like KJ Buffett than the opposite. So, um, do I think he can shoot the three enough to be respectable? Yeah, I, I do. They they kind of marked all, remarked all offseason why he's gotten better in that realm. So, I think he's going to be able to shoot enough where people can't just bag off on him like they did last year. Are the 49ers a legit Super Bowl contender? Uh, yes, I don't really know what argument you would have against that at this point. Um, yeah. I don't think they're the best team in the NFC, though. I do. I would take them against the Saints. We've had this debate like three times on the radio show this week. I would, neutral field, I'm taking them over the Saints. Because people, so. um, pe- people tend I, to forget last year, Drew Brees towards the end of the year, and I know he's had the time off for injury, hit a wall. Did not look like the same quarterback. Looked like a shot fighter. Yeah, but I wonder if the time off helped with that. Yeah, it probably does. But, I mean, what is the... I mean, it's close. I'm, I'm not like I, there's no definitive argument. I don't think one way or another. But I'm just saying, right now on neutral field, I'm probably riding with San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I do disagree, but I, I mean, it's, like you said, there's I, no distinct argument. Yeah, I hope you're right. I mean, that uh, feels very NFC title game ish. I know the Packers are good. I, the Vikings can. The connect- Packers are screwy though. Yeah, but man, you get Aaron Rodgers. They have an improved defense. And you get Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game to where they don't like Matt Lafleur. Like to, to me, they're doing less ad libbing with Rodgers this year, and they're doing more kind of power running and staying within the construct of his scheme. But like, say they have a couple bad possessions in a playoff game, and Lafleur's like, "Hey, go beat Aaron Rodgers for the next three and a half quarters." With him actually having a defense this year, I'm not counting them out in January. I just I, last week against the Chargers, and what the Chargers can do in a lot of that versus a lot of teams. But my God, that was one of the worst offensive performances I've ever seen from Green Bay. They were, but like, like I, I don't know. Is that actually become indicative of a larger thing, or is that one where it's you know week nine in the NFL and you just throw a dud? Yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Buffin took sixteen three point attempts last year and made, excuse me, made four of them. So, does that get into where he takes? I mean, is it crazy to think he takes 50 this year? That's a little sure. less than two a game? Yeah, that, that feels about right. Yeah, I don't think it'd be crazy to get to 50. And if he can be at 
I don't know, 30-ish percent, maybe? I mean... No, I mean, that, that, if he's at 30%, that's respectable enough for people can't tag off of him like it's bad. Yeah, so anyway, I was looking that up as we got to the next question. Um, Let's see. Can we do a transfer portal? Where are they now with kids that left Ole Miss? I actually think that's a really good idea because I was watching a... Uh, in my hotel room in Auburn last weekend, I was watching, uh, I guess it was probably Houston UCF. And uh, yeah. Trey Nixon was catching passes for UCF. Yeah, Anderson was playing for Houston. Yeah, and uh, Trey Nixon's been a really productive player. It looks. I was looking him up. He's been pretty good for UCF. Of course, you, Van Jefferson scored a touchdown in the cocktail party. Uh, I would actually. Greg Osborne's playing at Iowa State. Yeah, I, uh, I I would actually be down to do that next week. I'll actually work on that over the weekend and see what we can't do about that on Monday. Um. Who will be the first five-star recruit in basketball, or is it even in the near future? What is that? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to get five stars. I thought Jeffries last year was going to be their first. So, um, and there a kid out of Callaway that's going to be a five-star that they're going to be in on? Oh, so he's asking this. The question you think he's asking is there one that Ole Miss gets? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, right situation if the program continues like a. If the next Malik Newman out of Jackson comes along, I think Ole Miss will be a little bit better equipped to get him now than they were at that time. So maybe, I, but I don't, as far as who, I have no idea. The only little secret was that Malik wanted to go to Ole Miss. Yeah, is this the year LeBron wins a ring in LA? Uh, no. no, I think the Clippers are better than them. I think if the I think the Lakers need to make two moves for at least one wing player, if not two. Um, because when they get to the playoffs, Anthony Davis is going to play the five. This Dwight Howard thing is a nice story and all that, but this is not going to last when they get into the postseason. Um, despite them being off to a good start, I think the Clippers are better. But if they make a couple of moves at the deadline and actually add some wing pieces, then maybe they're good. They're 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 much better defensively than I thought they would be. And I know it's only like seven games, but I thought they would be a disaster. And they've actually been one of the better defensive teams in the NBA through the first like three weeks. Anyway, yeah, no, I mean they, they're they're a pretty good team right now. I think they were like six and one against the spread last I looked. So they're playing extremely well. I don't know if this team that's currently constructed is good enough to win a title, though. They need to go get some kind of wing scoring from um, from somewhere, and I don't really know what the likely candidates would be. But they they would have to make a move in February for them to, or before February, I should say. Um, is KJ Jefferson if he transfers to Ole Miss, does he or Plumley start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, then you throw in Robbie Ashford as well. I get who I have to sit out. Just curious, who's the better quarterback? Man, I don't know. I mean, I, I admittedly did not watch. There, uh, or was Jefferson close enough to Ole Miss where they could do the waiver thing and you know give some excuse and get one of those things approved? I'd like to see who's the head coach at Arkansas or Morris gets another year though. Like I, I think I, I don't even know if he he wants out. Yeah. Does. I mean, based off what? I'm just telling you, the kid wants out. I don't know. All that stuff seems premature. Like usually, when these things end up having like ground swells from like second and third hand stuff, it never ends up actually materializing. I don't know. I'd like to see how he's used in the off season. If Morris comes back, who the new head coach is, if he's fired, I think there's a lot of factors to play out there. Uh. 
total crazy hypothetical if Luke was left slash was fired at the end of the season and Ed Orgeron wanted to come back, would Ole Miss take him back and what would the fan reaction be after what he no. did at LSU? I mean, you one, you couldn't do that if you were Ole Miss. Why? Well, first of all, that involves hiring extremely quality assistants. Um, I don't think you can attract those at Ole Miss. And two, the man went like four and a bazillion at Ole Miss. Like, I know he's winning now, um, but it's no, it's just from an optic standpoint. I mean, no. Um, and the, the quality coordinators would be the big thing. Is I don't think you can attract those type coordinators that he has at LSU to Ole Miss. They're paying two coordinators a million dollars right now. Okay. I don't think that you – well, they're paying Dave Aranda three at LSU. So, I mean, it's a little bit of difference. I mean, sure, but at the same time, seven-figure coordinator job, a quality coordinator, if they wanted it, would take it. I mean, this is not happening – but if like if you're an Ole Miss person saying no, I wouldn't want Ed Orgeron back. I think that's incredibly foolish. Like I don't. Why would you not? I mean, he's not definitely the not. I would. I would be shocked if they were able to hire the type of coordinators that LSU has. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, a, a lot of coordinators are making seven figures nowadays. Frankly, I think everyone in the West is except for Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think yes, but I think the question is. Is would they take him back? Like, I would say yes. Man, that's a tough sell. I mean, I get he's winning at LSU, but you can also make the argument he's winning at LSU because it's LSU. Would he actually be able to win at a smaller program like Ole Miss when you have evidence that he didn't? Sure, but I think he's a much different coach there. And LSU's pretty good, and Ole Miss is a dumpster fire. I don't really know why you wouldn't take him. I mean, it'd be better than what – it would be better than – trusting the people to make a competent replacement move. If you were guaranteed Ed Orgeron or left it up to quote-unquote Glenn Boyce or his search committee's hands, which one are you taking? Maybe. I, I just, the, uh, the, the 12 and whatever record still happens. Yeah, it happened 15 years ago, though. I don't know. Anyway, was Willie Taggart a failure at FSU? Was the was the Willie Taggart failure at FSU an FSU problem or a Taggart problem? Similar is Jimbo a really good coach? That feels a lot like Matt Luke's situation at Ole Miss to me. Um, some of it is on Taggart, and some of it is on the previous regime at Florida State. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both. And honestly, I'm, I I think it tends to side with there was. I basically I'll put it this way: knowing very little about LSU, uh, admittedly. But I think it probably tends to, uh, like, there was a very small chance that anyone, who, no matter who it was, that replaced Taggart would, um, would have gone in there and cleaned that up and had the amount of success to actually be able to see it through, I guess is what I'm saying there. Like, it was a tough job for anyone coming in because Jimbo did not leave that place in the greatest of shapes. No, I mean, he, he didn't leave him a quarterback, first of all. He's starting to get a quarterback right now that Wisconsin doesn't want. Like, think about that for a second. Um, so, and the offensive line was literally one of the worst in football history last year. So, I look, some of it's on Taggart. Yeah, you paid a lot of money, win football games. Um, but a lot of that was Jimbo quit recruiting. Yeah, so I think it's probably a combination of both, but I would actually probably lean more towards it being closer to um – I guess what I'm trying to say here, it being more Speaking close. of people getting back together, when uh, South Florida break their, uh, fires Charlie Strong, they're just going to rehire Willie Taggart, I would assume. Yeah, I guess if that happens. 
I mean, they're going to fire strong. They've, they've got good God. I mean, how many years has he been there? Do what? Oh, let's see. What, they're four and five now in his third four year? Four and six after last night, I think, right? Four and five. They were four and four heading into last night. Okay. Ten and two. Well, they've se- still got UCF, so they're four and six. Ten and I think two. they got Memphis, so they're four and seven. Ten and two, seven and six, and four and five. He's getting fired after that? I mean, he was, let, let's see. Last year they lost, I believe, seven consecutive games to end the year. And then you go four and eight or five and seven this year at a program like South Florida. Yeah, while UCF is consistently winning the league, yeah, I don't think he survived that. I guess. They only lost six games total last year. Um, But I don't know. That would seem very premature for a program like that. But I guess so. I don't know the inner workings of South Florida. But uh, let's see. Would Will Hall come to Ole Miss next year, assuming Rich Rodriguez was gone? I lean towards no. Yeah, I would say no. That got close to happening last year and didn't ever flesh itself out. So with that. If they make a move with Rodriguez, I think they would want to hire Will Hall. If I'm Will Hall, why do I want to go to a a program that's got a coach that's basically a lame duck? Like, how does that help them? Well, yeah, and if there was a move made, it would be Rich Rodriguez leaving on his own. I don't see a realistic scenario where Ole Miss moves off him this year. I mean that's another seven-figure contract buyout that you're getting into. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that they can handle that. If everyone else keeps their job, can we still talk about doing something with the special teams coaching? Wow, that is abysmal every week. I submitted four questions. Is my membership still good here? Yes, your membership is still good. There, uh, there. Uh, I have not seen any listeners' membership fees yet. But anyway, um. Every angry fan base gets mad about like recruiting. I talk about it, whatever. I don't know. I mean, has Ole Miss's special teams really been that egregiously bad compared to everything else? Like they got, a, they've got a pretty good punter. Like they haven't done well in punt return yardage. They haven't let up a punt return or a kickoff return touchdown that I'm aware of. Like, what do you what do you want to do? I don't know. I do feel like the, the punt coverage is pretty bad. Um, Mac Brown's excellent, but I feel like it's more covering punts is not been good. Um, Logan has obviously not had a good year, so it's, it's just tough. But uh, I, I don't think – like, everybody gets mad at special teams and uh, uh, Paul Jackson for strength and conditioning, and I'm like, mm, probably go a little bit deeper than that. Yeah, they definitely do. Like, I, I just – I don't really know what you want. Anyway, so I don't know. Now, would Luke they, Logan to make kicks would probably be the biggest thing. Yeah, that would help them. Um More frustrating offense to watch the current offense with Rich Trotter chasing space with Longo the previous two seasons. Uh, it was Longo because he had NFL talent all over the field. But they at least scored points. This offense doesn't They did. Score. They did. I'll give you that. Kicked a lot of field goals. I, I would imagine if you're going from what Longo had to the inability to actually complete a forward pass, I'd imagine if you're an Ole Miss fan, you would be more frustrated watching the latter, would you not? Yeah, okay, you're talking me into this, because at least uh, Longo did have some, you know, unpredictability. Ripstrad ran the football on 19 consecutive first downs on Saturday. So, yeah, I think you talked me into it being Ripstrad. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what else you, like, like, I don't know. They at least, I know there was different t- quarterback, different talent, all of that hard to gauge, but like at least they're scoring points last year, 
and you're yeah, granted your defense was terrible and it didn't end up mattering, but like this year they literally can't complete a forward pass more than twelve yards down the field. I would bet Longo would have Corral completing more passes. Yeah, I mean Corral was his dude. So wonder if Corral looks at North Carolina. I bet he does. Looks at North Carolina? Yeah, when he transfers. Yeah, I mean I guess it's it it I don't know why you I I don't know. It long way off. Um well, not really. I mean, it's about two months, and he's going to start taking official visits. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I don't understand this question. I got Parks and Rec and Scrubs. What's y'all's top three? What? Oh, uh, it's like top three Netflix television shows. Um, Netflix or just any kind of show? I guess you can do any kind. Yellowstone, House of Cards, until they the spacey thing happened and it kind of got ruined. And then... Oh, I like Billions. Okay. Uh, Friday Night Lights, Breaking Bad, and Parenthood. What was that last one? Parenthood. I've never heard of it. It's really good. I, a lot of people have, but it is an extremely good show. What's the like? No, no, I take that back. The OC is my number three. The OC? Yeah. What is the likelihood that Luke and Moorhead are coaching for their jobs come Thanksgiving night? Two percent? Yeah, none? Yeah, zero. I mean, I said two just because I don't like putting a zero or anything, but yeah. Nine. I, I think both are back, unless Moorhead goes to Rutgers. Which, that sounds more and more like Chiano? Yeah, yeah. It, it sound, I'll say this. It sounds more and more not like Joe Moorhead. Yeah, I mean, he. I don't, like, like, what you're going to have is people that don't understand nuance in hindsight going, told you that whole thing was BS. Well, like, the report was that he was a candidate, not the best candidate, not the number one candidate. Or preferred candidate, but a candidate. So it, both things can still be true. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, let's see. We got a bunch of questions this week. Thoughts on Tiger Woods pulling a Glenn Boyce on his President's Cup's captain's picks? I'll let you have that one. Uh, I actually did not see this. I was a little preoccupied yesterday. I thought his President's Cup's picks were okay, though. I know he had Tony Finau. Uh, Sounds like he picked himself. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not. Oh, well, I mean, he's Tiger Woods, and he just won another tournament, and he's has fourteen. Uh, he has three wins in his last fourteen starts. Starts, but yeah, I mean, I, why would you not want to see Tiger play in the Presidents Cup? At least, like Tiger Woods is a more qualified member to be a Presidents Cup captain pick than Glenn Boyce is to pick himself as the Chancellor of Ole Miss. <laughs> so, in this case, it's a power move when you so have. Help me out. What? Did Tiger win, I guess, two weeks ago. Was it a major? I saw everybody on Twitter losing their mind. No, he just he won an off-season event over in uh, China, but it's a PGA Tour-sanctioned event, and like any time Tiger Woods wins in golf, it's going to be an earth-shattering deal. So I don't have a problem with Woods picking himself. I think he can actually help the team to whereas, you know, if you do it over here at Ole Miss, uh, you know, I, I, it's probably – Tiger Woods picking himself is easier to sell than Glenn Boyce picking himself. Breaking news, check back for more at 10. Um, What are the odds odds Ole Miss hires Rich Rod if Will Hall didn't take the Tulane job? He was already at Tulane. Um, I think he's asking if he 
didn't take the two lanes. He was at Memphis uh, last week, so he took it around the first of December. Um, I think. 100%. Oh, so he's asking if he had, if he had, if Ole Miss had come to him before he took the two. Right. Lanes. Exactly. Okay. I think okay. 100%. What? I think it would have been a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. I, I there, there were some inner workings there to where that didn't happen, and I'm not necessarily sure it was because of uh, because of Will Hall. No, it wasn't. So but it cleared up a lot of obstacles. Well, some of it was because of Will Hall. Um, but if he hadn't taken the Q Lane job, there would have been zero obstacles, and Ole Miss would have just hired him. Um, Jackson Prepper JA, what kind of question is this? <laughs> Raider Nation. Anyway, uh, and then Greg responded. Greg said MRA. Apparently, Greg went to MRA. Oh, did he? Yeah. Um, all right, so we got a couple more text questions. Then we'll get to some picks and we'll get out of here. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I got all these. Thoughts on the Norvell rumors to FSU or Arkansas? Uh, I, think I think somebody's taking the plunge this year. This what? I think somebody's taking that chance this year on Norvell. Yeah, there's always some stuff that people say comes up in his background. I've gotten that question before. I don't pretend to know what it is. I'm not going to, like... It's real, though, because otherwise he's not there. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It is It is a real thing. Exactly. I'm just not going to pretend to know what it is, because I, I genuinely don't know. But it's certainly there. Um, I think they... I think... Both of those programs would immediately become more consistent programs. And I know that's weird to say about FSU. I think if he took the Arkansas job, that would be bad news for Ole Miss and State. Uh, there's, there's a lot of work that's got to be done at Arkansas first. Yes. I just think Norvell's a good coach. I'm not going to lie. I just, there's, there's, there's very minimal talent at Arkansas right now. Sure, I guess, but he's beating Ole Miss in Memphis. Like, you don't think he beat him at Arkansas? Um, frankly, I think Memphis is more talented than Ole Miss last third this year. Yeah, I mean, I think eventually Arkansas would be. I think that would be bad news because that's a winnable game for both of the kind of like two runt programs of the SEC. And like when that becomes a non, like, not automatic win, but if, like if, if Arkansas gets good again and that becomes like a tough, tougher game, that's not going to bode well for uh, the coaches of the... Sure, Miami. but there's going to be a lot of coaches that are better than Chad Morris, whoever they hire. Like, they're, they're, they're not going to be an auto win as long as they don't hire a person. Yeah, I guess that's true as well. Um, let's see. All right, I got a couple of Facebook questions. This is how I know the scolding work. Um, if you could bring back one Ole Miss former football coach and replace them with the present coach, who would it be? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. John Vaught seemed like he did okay. No, yeah, but I don't think he'd work in this era. I know. Uh, I'm kind of just mostly poking fun at the fact that do they even have one? I mean, it's cut. Or it's cut? Yeah, it's cut. Yeah, I mean, that's the last time this program has really had any semblance of long-term stability, is it not? And I know Cut even wasn't here that long. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna say that was Cut, you got to say that was Freeze. I mean, they were here the same amount of time and produced the same record. I mean, sure, but when Cut left, he didn't completely torpedo the program. No, I'm not saying he did. I'm just saying Freeze's tenure is, is, is very similar to Cut from a win and loss perspective. Yeah, sure, but I just felt like if Ole Miss had Cut or whatever, things like. Seems like things maybe would be a lot more. Uh, if they had, if they had not moved off him, then 
I, I don't know how long he'd been here. I'm not saying they'd be better off or anything like that, but I think they'd be more stable and they wouldn't have been so volatile for the last decade. Yeah, there was a lot that went into Cut actually leaving. I think it was best for both parties that he wound up leaving um, for health reasons and, and just a lot of different things. But, yeah, to answer the question, it, it, it's Cut there. If you can select any basketball player in the history of Ole Miss to take the final shot, who would it be? Um, I have a really weird one here, but I'll let you go first. I don't know. I mean, how far back are we going? I've only been alive like 24 years, so I Just would. Any player, any player you want that you know. I'd probably go Chris Warren. Yeah, not bad. I would. I have a love for this guy. I have an unconditional love for Jarvis Summers because he made so many big shots like that. I would take him, but Warren would have been my number two. Yeah, Summer's back and everything else just kind of gave out on him, and he wasn't a great shooter his last People couple People forget years. how good he was his junior year. Yeah, I mean, he was a good player. I just, his, his, back, his back gave out on him kind of his senior year. He battled through some injuries his junior year. I kind of felt for him, but yeah... Uh, that's not a bad one either. Last one he says is KJ Jefferson coming to Ole Miss. Or is that a rumor? It sounds like it's quite a bit of a rumor now, but I guess uh, I guess you could. He wants out of Arkansas. Ruin I don't out. know where he wants to go, but he doesn't like Fayetteville. I mean, according to like what though? I, just trust me on this one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I'd have to see it first. But any either way, I don't know. I mean, it would. If the kid does transfer, transferring back to Ole Miss and closer to home, I guess would kind of make sense given the quarterback attrition Ole Miss is likely going to have. Because there is probably a world where this thing is wide open for really anyone to come in and take next year. Um, so, anyway, I don't know. Long way off on that. I guess we'll see. Uh, we had one more mailbag question that came via the Sports Talk page. Would the timing okay? Here we go. Would the timing of letting Luke go this year benefit Ole Miss due to other jobs that will possibly be available? Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and State. I don't think State's coming open. In the Vanderbilt SEC, doesn't matter. And compared to next year, when jobs in the conference could be harder to compete with, example UT, South Carolina, and possibly Auburn. I mean, I kind of valid see, question. Yeah, no, it's a valid question. I kind of see your point there. I don't think State's coming open because I don't see Moorhead leaving unless it's Rutgers, which seems increasingly less likely at this point. Um, but if they could come open next year, though, if he has another bad year. Yeah, no, no, that's a, what he's saying is a valid point. I mean, maybe, but at the same time, like Ole Miss really has the – do they really have the exact same candidate pool as in Auburn? They do as a no, South Carolina. No, what they do is Mississippi State. Yeah, but does Morris come back next year? Does Chad Morris come back next year? No, 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 he's fired. I mean, you say that, dude, but we've had uh, we've had a couple of Arkansas guys on our radio show the last couple of weeks, and like they're more, they're very much like in the camp of it's definitely not a done deal because they still feel, and people inside and around the program still feel it's a long term rebuild. I've said, I'll I've, bet you a beer that he fired. I, I'm not disagreeing, but it doesn't sound like a done deal because of the, I guess, overhaul and all of that. Like, I think he's still catching a little bit of the benefit of the doubt there. Because uh, the reason it's not a done deal is you would have already probably seen it at 2-10 and 10 for a second year. You would have already uh, probably heard rumblings. It would have probably already come out and been reported. So, yeah, I don't know how you would survive that if you're him. I'm just saying, like, 
it is that a done deal? Probably not, which I was kind of surprised with. But people that cover that program don't think it's a done deal. I think they're probably trying to get the money together, which is a lot of freaking money. I think if they get the money together, it's, it's a done deal. Now, saying that, getting the money together is, is not easy. Um, but I, I think if they can afford to pay the buyout, they will. Yeah, fair enough. So, anyway, that is all the mailbag questions we had this week. Um, I appreciate you guys sending those in. That always makes it easier when we have more questions. And thanks for the feedback about the show. Always appreciate getting everyone's feedback, where they listen from, how they listen. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, let's get into the meat of the LB's Pick'em, and then we'll get out of here. You'll hear the picks with Greg at the end of the show. As always, uh, Greg laid down the damn gauntlet for the ending. He had a power play to end the show, and then he closed it. his closing line was pretty badass, too. We might get those printed on shirts. So you'll want to stick around here to the end for that. But let's roll through some picks really quickly and then get out of here. Sounds good. Um, let's I'm pulling up the uh, SEC. I got him. Uh, Florida minus 27 against Vandy. Uh, At home. Florida. Yeah, I went Florida too. Vanderbilt's always just like two or three plays away from disaster. LSU-Bama. I went LSU. You went Alabama. Yeah. New Mexico State-Ole Miss. I would go Ole Miss. Yep. Ah, shit, I missed this one, Greg. Arkansas minus one against Western Kentucky. Oh, dear God, Western Kentucky. Really? Yeah, I mean, man, they're they're plus one. Like, obviously, Vegas thinks they're just as good. I'm riding the hogs just as a joke almost. Whatever. Woo pig. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky, pick them. I think Pruitt um, has Tennessee playing very much better. I think they kind of found something there. But it's hard to go against the way Mark Stoops has coached this Kentucky theme through having a damn receiver quarterback, Kentucky. That's probably underrated one of the better coaching jobs in the SEC of the last two, three years. Oh, yeah, yeah, Stoops the heck of a coach. Yeah, he's uh, he's unbelievable. So, uh, anyway, uh, I'm probably going Kentucky there. Let's see. Missouri's catching 17 in Athens. I went Missouri here with Greg against my better judgment just because I feel like at some yeah, point, don't you have to show some pride? This feels like the game, like, are they winning inexplicably and kicked the hell out of Florida in the swamp last year after they had, like, a horrible loss to South Carolina or something, I think, at home? I don't remember who exactly it was. But, um, no, maybe it was Kentucky. That's who it was. Anyway, that's where I'm going with that one. Uh, really against all logic. Is that South Carolina laying? against App State at home. South That's Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I'm where I'm going to. Different breed of athlete. Penn State, seven-point touchdown favorite in a game that, honestly, for the novelty factor, would have maybe been a better game day option, but like, I don't see how you don't go to Alabama, LSU. I get that. I'm not lobbying for them. But like those first-time scenes on college game day always seem to be pretty cool. That'll probably be a madhouse. I guess I'll ride the momentum of Minnesota, even though they haven't played anyone. Touchdown favorite in one or touchdown underdog at home in one of the biggest games in their history. Why not? Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking Penn State. I don't think Minnesota can score. I don't. Uh, I don't hate that either. I'm just kind of riding the momentum wave on that one. Are there any other good ones we're really missing? Iowa is at Wisconsin catching not. Ooh. Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin. I don't think Iowa can score. I watched him play Michigan earlier this year. It was a disaster. <laughs> All right, I got the NFL up. Let's see. Uh, 
Oh, right, wait, 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 wait. We got one more. I made Greg pick Texas, oh. uh, Kansas State. It was Texas is a touchdown favorite at home. Yeah, I'm laying Texas. I like Kansas State. All right. All right. So, Rams minus three and a half at the Steelers. Rams, I don't buy the Steelers. Agreed. Uh, Baltimore minus 10 at Cincinnati. This is a game that's probably going to end up coming back to bite me. I went Baltimore with Greg, but if like Cincinnati actually puts up a decent fight at home, because uh, if you'll remember the first time these two teams played, uh, the Ravens struggled a little bit, but I think the Ravens are playing much better football than they were a month and a half ago. Yeah, I'll take Cincinnati. Uh, New Orleans minus 13 and a half at home versus the Falcons. Falcons you don't are, get rich betting against New Orleans. No, you don't, but the Falcons are getting a little bit healthier. That's a lot of points. At some point, does pride come in? That's a ton of points for at least a competent offense in the NFL. I'll go Atlanta. I don't really know why, though. Um, yeah, I'm going New Orleans. Cleveland minus three, hosting Buffalo. I don't know how anybody bets on Cleveland. I don't either. Buffalo's beaten no one with the pulse. They're six and they're a very fraudulent six and two, but I think they're a well coached team with a good defense. And the uh, the Cleveland Browns are an absolute complete just clown show. The, if, if you, you want to see it, if you want to um, watch one offense every week in the NFL that really makes you scratch, because one of the things I appreciate about the NFL is how creative some of these guys have gotten with different quarterbacks and using different offensive schemes and stuff like that. The Cleveland Browns have no rhyme or rhythm to anything they're doing. It is a disaster to watch. I'm going Buffalo. Or the uh, Giants and Jets are getting after it on Sunday. The two and seven Giants and the one and seven Jets. Uh, Giants playing two and a half. Um. Yeah, I guess the Giants. They're less of a disaster than the Jets. I, this is an awful game. Yes, it is. Uh, Kansas City laying six in Nashville. Mahomes comes back. Titans have a really good defense. We're not going to be able to score Kansas City. I'm taking the Giants, and uh, I'm taking. Yeah, Kansas City. Uh, Tampa Bay laying four and a half, hosting Arizona. Jameis Winston has actually been really good the last couple of weeks. He played really, really well in Seattle and probably deserved to win that game. He just never got the ball back in overtime. He didn't turn it over at all, which means he's probably due for a four-turnover game, Arizona. Yeah. You going to take Arizona? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I'm taking. Uh, Detroit plus two and a half at Chicago. Um, Y'all want to bet money on Mr. Trubisky. Y'all can. I'm not. They found something last week at the end of the second half, really. They played really well in uh, in Philadelphia. I don't really buy it permanently, but at the same time, the Lions don't finish games. They had a really punctuous chance to get off to a good start this season and become a playoff team and just kind of ruined it. I know they got screwed in Green Bay, but they really had no business losing at home to Minnesota or losing at Oakland last week. I guess I'll go the Lions, but they don't finish games. And Matt Stafford against that, I don't know. Yeah, I hate that one, but I guess Detroit. Uh, Miami is catching 11.5 at Indianapolis. I'm taking the Dolphins. I think Brissett's going to play, but I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins anyway because the Colts have actually been worse at home than they have been on the road. That's a lot of points. The Colts just kind of bludgeon you to death ground game. This feels like a like uh, twenty to ten type of Colts win. So yeah, yeah, I'll go the Dolphins too. Green Bay playing five and a half at home versus the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers. Yeah, I think that's too many points. I know the I, I know uh, Carolina kind of got exposed when they played a good team in San Francisco, but San Francisco has made a lot of teams look very bad, and they really just couldn't block Bosa. I think this is too many points. I like Carolina here. Uh, one thing I will say about Miami, I watched an interview with Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. That dude's got some balls. Like, 
Oh yeah. He didn't yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to come back. He didn't have to play football again. Then he jumps in this situation where they're trying to lose, and he's like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to play as well as I can, and has actually played pretty good. I found that kind of admirable. Dallas playing three at home against the Vikes. This is the Mendoza Super Bowl quarterback line bowl that I completely just dubbed myself. Kirk Cousins seems to be just on the wrong side of the line of what kind of quarterback you can win a Super Bowl with. Dak Prescott seems to be just on the right side. I got to go Prescott in Dallas here. Seattle's catching six in San Francisco. Which one are you I'm in? Thinking, I'm thinking out of the fight, by the way. Um, I like Seattle, and stay tuned for Greg's pick on this because he laid down the gauntlet. Um... I'm going to like San Francisco. They're really good. Just six is a lot to give Russell Wilson. I'm looking forward to that game. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that will be a fun game. Um, So that's all the picks. We appreciate you guys listening. I think that's all we got to. Oh, Hoops tips off tonight. We got to hit that real it quick. Does. They, uh, there's really not a lot to go over there. I've got a written piece coming up this afternoon on kind of what to expect. Um, but season opener night for Hoops, we kind of hit that the exhibition. Stame still kind of goes that. We'll be able to break more of that down on Monday. Um, you got anything else? No, no. All right, well, we appreciate you guys joining us. Ira, we're going to do the same thing we do every Friday. Uh, we've got Greg's picks coming. Uh, you need to get rich off of Greg's picks. He is a winning record this year by like 13 or 14 games. I forget what we told you on Wednesday's show. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But uh, Greg's bouncing back this weekend. He's ready to make that money, he says. So we've got some meat talk, some picks. Your locks are coming on your way, but uh, this is the last time you'll hear me. So uh, have a good weekend, and here's the pick, and we'll end the podcast there. Thanks for listening. We now welcome on the man, the myth, the legend, Greg, the meat sharp is back. What's up, man? What's going on? Happy Friday. Happy, and, uh, happy uh, uh, opening season of basketball. That's right. Basketball kicks off tonight. We've got a packed show. We got a bunch of questions today, which was good. I had to scold the listeners last week because we really didn't get that much participation. Anyway, um, you're still on top by a lot. You've still got a winning record. We all had a tough week last week. We were all just kind of slightly below 500. So we got to get back on the train and we got to get going this weekend because not only do people want meat, they want winners. And so. You basically become the guy. Can you deliver both? I'll try my best. What uh? Before we get going, what do you got going on back there today? What is uh? What is going on at LB's? Uh, today we got some plate lunch. Today I've got some ribeye sausage spaghetti. I've got a smoked barbecue pork steak. Uh, we've got some chicken spaghetti. Uh, got a little of uh, all the goods uh, on, on Friday. Golly, this mic keeps cutting off. Hold on. All right, there we go. Um, so is there, like, a, 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 what time, what kind of are you looking towards as we hit, like, the holiday season? Do you, need, do you do anything differently, kind of go into Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that? Like, are people buying different types of meats? What's what's kind of the deal there? Yeah, well, so on Thanksgiving, you know, it's hard for us to uh, compete against the Kroger's and Walmart's because they do, like, a $50 Thanksgiving dinner whenever, like, the free-range turkey that we get is almost a $40 bird. So uh, it's hard for us to compete in the Thanksgiving markets, but we still do uh, our sweet potato casserole, cornbread dressing, mac and cheese. So I, can, I still do casseroles and stuff like that for people that just, you know, need something that's easy for them to pick up and throw in the oven. Uh, as far as whenever Christmas season rolls around, there's a lot of beef tenderloins being cooked. There's a lot of standing rib roasts. 
Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, good um, good beef uh, recipes going on during Christmas. As far as, like, so people, like, say on, like, an average weekend like this, people are coming into tailgate. What's, like, the most popular thing people are kind of getting right now to go throw on the grill in the Grove or wherever they're doing to watch football that day? Well, you know, of course you can't grill in the Grove, but if you could, that would be really good. So, but but uh, do people do just, that uh, anyway? A lot of uh, smoked sausages, you know, come in. People come in and get a lot of smoked sausages. We just smoke some fresh boudin. Uh, we've got a spicy Hawaiian sausage, which is a pork and pineapple and jalapeno smoked sausage. Uh, just, you know, basic stuff that all you got to do is uh, warm up or you can just slice and eat. Um, I've got a, uh, a, a person that always calls me that Thursday afternoon wanting uh, a large pan of chicken spaghetti, and it's their favorite thing at the Grove. So uh, I guess... Uh, now that I opened up the can of worms on that, I'll probably be getting people asking for large pans of chicken spaghetti now. That sounds pretty good. Do people do that anyway, though? Because I've walked through the Grove before, and I've noticed people, like, particularly on the edge toward the grills, technically in the street. Have you noticed that? Because I swear I've seen people do it anyway, despite the no open flame deal. Yeah, just n- nothing inside the trees, I would think, you know. But, like, out, out in the probably the parking lot over by the baseball field and everything like that, I'm pretty sure there's some grills uh, being uh, cracked open for sure. So, when it, but baseball season, as far as like people grilling for uh, Ole Miss sporting events, that's probably why where where you kind of make the hay there. Like, what is what is that type of season like? Do you notice any particular trends with people going to Swayze and throwing stuff on the grills out there? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's very popular because at left field and uh, and you know, there's a lot of people that have the grills and you know, pay for the season tickets and. Um, but yes, that's a, that's a, you can definitely see a spike in, uh, baseball season, just in sausage, uh, sales and just stuff that they can throw on the grill out there. Uh, burgers. We do a lot of pre-made burgers. We do a filet burger, which is like a seasoned burger with all our filet trim with, uh, pepper, Hoover, and it's, it's a pretty good, uh, burger. And then we do a smoky bacon burger, which is our ground wagyu, and then we medium plate smoked bacon through it so we like mix it up so it's almost kind of like tastes like a bacon burger it's really good also wow that sounds really really dank i gotta um i didn't make it by this week i've got to not lock this down next week because i think i'm actually going to see my girlfriend like two weeks so we gotta uh we gotta make me not look like an idiot that might be your toughest challenge yet other side from you know everything else you have to do on a daily basis yeah no i can walk you through it's, it you'll you'll look like a uh you'll be looking like a michelin uh, five-star chef after i get done with i know I, I need to look like emerald like i gotta start yelling catchphrases and shit well yeah the michelin five-star chef emerald yeah that sounds right that looks about right <laughs> um well, lastly, before we get to the picks, do you got any, like, I, I'm interested every time you mentioned you were experimenting with some kind of new sausage or something. The one you mentioned last week, I think you said one time you did a blueberry, sounded really good. You got anything crazy going on right now? Uh, well, let's see. We were just, uh, we don't know what the football weekend's going to be like, you know, with New Mexico State in town and, uh, you know, with the afternoon game at Alabama playing in the afternoon. So, don't know how busy we're going to be this weekend, so... We're going to have uh, a couple of your, you know, your basic, uh, all the all the hits, which is going to be the ribeye sausage, spicy ribeye, the flying pig, the Swayze sausage, and the harvest apple. Um, going to probably make a couple sausages. I don't know if we'll make a new one. Uh, I've been, uh, I might uh, make a lamb sausage, uh, just something unique like that. But uh, no, we're just probably sticking to the uh, bread and butter this weekend. You heard it first here. Go by LB's University Avenue, across from Kroger. 
They are the best place in the state of Mississippi, best place anywhere to get meat. If you're coming in town this weekend, want to do some grilling outside the confines of the Grove, of course, uh, go see Greg at LB's. Let's hit some winners. Um, so we've got a bunch of marquee games this week that's not really only in the SEC. So we'll do the SEC games, then we'll bounce around a little bit and blow through some NFL. Uh, of course, with Ole Miss, New Mexico State, you've got another oh, – Aggie's a human mascot, so I guess you can't really grill whatever the opponent is this week, which is disappointing. Yeah, no, no, no grilling of an Aggie this week. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm assuming New Mexico State's really bad if they're 0-8. So. They are. Uh, they played a brutal schedule, but they are not good on top of it. I think the line's 28-and-a-half. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, can Ole Miss score 35 points and shut them out? Ah. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I don't know how New Mexico State's run defense is, but uh, I'm pretty sure they'll probably put eight in the box and uh, make us a, make a throw it. So, I don't know. I'll be a sucker for the 28 and a half. Uh, I'll take the New Mexico State 0 and 8 Aggies. I think I'm going to go Ole Miss here. I think just at the, like you saw it work. You saw this offense work against really bad defense at Vanderbilt. I think they'll probably do the same thing and just catapult over them uh florida is minus 27 at home against vanderbilt that feels like a lot but at the same time vanderbilt has like some kid in off the street playing quarterback like i I think they're down to like they went through three quarterbacks last week yeah i mean i thought if you thought the 15 and a half was a big number for south carolina to cover and they covered it you know surely that uh florida will you know We'll cover this number. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Florida. I just, you know, Vanderbilt's a bad team, and I just, you know. I like betting on bad teams sometimes, but not this time. I think I'm going to do the same because last week I noticed I, I didn't get to watch much of that game because I was at Auburn or whatever, but I, it was like Vanderbilt is like always seems like they're one just one sequence of plays away from total disaster because they were up in that game for a while in the first half, and then it when it unravels, they just go completely insane. So I think I'm going Florida too. Um, do y'all do anything with alligators? Have you ever eaten alligator? I always hear it tastes like chicken. Or is that snake? Yeah, we do alligator, but some uh, alligator is expensive. Uh, we only the only um, alligator we can get is a farm raised product, so that's kind of like an exclusive product. I wish that you know I could go out to Sardis and you know uh, put my crocodile Dundee hat on and go you know hunt some gators down and you know bring it back. But uh, whenever you run the meat market, everything has to be certified through USDA. So like that's why I have to get something like a farm raised product. Oh, so you couldn't go to Sardis and like slay a gator and then put sell it? No. Uh, well, I mean, you know, somebody can you know uh, kill it and clean it, and you know we can process it. You know, in the list of all the deer, uh, all the processing things that we do, we do a uh, we have a lot of people that want um, deer processed, and we do like very basic stuff like smoked uh, smoked chicken, uh, smoke uh, smoke jalapeno and cheese sausage. Summer sausage, regular, and with jalapeno and cheese, and then we can do uh, beef, pork, or the bacon uh, burger with the uh, with their wild gang. Jalapeno and cheese sausage is always a winner. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, what, what, that's why uh, the Swayze is very popular because you can't go wrong with beer, bacon, cheese, and jalapeno. That's a fair point. I don't think anyone's ever gone wrong doing that. Let's uh, Alabama, LSU, Bama's minus six at home. I've been, on our radio show, I've been just uh, aggressively 
like pumping the Joe Burrow Ed Orgeron train since like April, so it'd really be sacrilegious for me to go against them at this point. So really, despite all logic, I think I'm tied to the plus six here. Yeah, I mean, you know, who would think that the number one team would be almost a touchdown underdog, uh, regardless of uh, where they are playing? Uh, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think this is the first time LSU's had a really, really good chance uh, of beating Alabama. Uh, You don't know how healthy Tua is, and uh, of course, you know, he'll probably come out and throw two touchdowns in the first two series, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, and, but it's hard, uh, hard playing, um, playing uh, this game whenever there's a couple points involved. I'll take the points with you on LSU. When LSU comes to Oxford, do any of those people come in your store and like ask you for stuff you're not comfortable grilling, like possum and stuff? Yeah, no, like I said, I, I'm not uh, I, I, uh, I'm not going out on the side of the road picking up possums and bringing them in there and you know, try to grill them. You know? Even uh, to accommodate get, those folks? Uh, a batch of corn dogs, you know, frozen corn dogs that we just, just for LSU week, we, you know, they, we don't know if they know how to grill or not, so the corn dog's always an easy thing for them. That's a good point. I just didn't know if like some of those LSU people came in there asking for just something completely absurd that you know is completely normal for them to eat down wherever they came from, and then they just kind of look at you like, why don't you yeah, have Yeah, I mean, LSU is actually the only uh, fan base that comes in and, you know, comes in and like is familiar with the meat market. Like, most... Um, like a bunch of people come in from out of uh, like from out of town. They're like, man, I wish we had a meat market like this. I was like, Tuscaloosa doesn't have a meat market, you know, or our Fayetteville doesn't have a you know an exclusive meat market for people to that want to get stuff like this. And they're like, uh, we got a Walmart, and you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> that's all. Oh, Tennessee, Kentucky. It's a pick'em at Kentucky. Tennessee's playing a, a lot better. I think they've actually kind of turned a corner here. But the coaching job that Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky with, you know, a damn wide receiver playing quarterback for half the year, I don't think I can go against Kentucky here, even though I've kind of liked Tennessee the last couple weeks. Yes, uh, that uh, UAB-Tennessee was a, pretty much a lock. I hate saying the L word, but, yeah, that was a that was a good bet last week. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's playing really good, and, uh, you know, and – Fifteen years ago, the Kentucky-Tennessee was always like, I mean, how many points can Tennessee score on them? And now, you know, like you said, Stoops has turned the program around. And uh, I, I'm going to go with you on Kentucky on this. I like it. I mean, you know, uh, I think all um, rivalries, you know, uh, get points get thrown out the window. Georgia is minus 16.5 at home against Missouri. I Yeah, yeah, this game's in Athens. So, I... Georgia looked really solid last week. Defense playing really well. I know Kelly Bryant's not fully healthy, but something tells me Missouri, after just some ridiculous losses, has to show some kind of point of pride here. Like I remember last week, last year after they got, they had a horrible loss at home. They went on the road and inexplicably just whipped the hell out of Florida in the swamp. So I don't really know why I'm doing this, but I'm kind of feeling Missouri for no reason other than it just seems too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll take the other side on that then. Uh, I think That's Georgia, a smart like play. You said, uh, last week they played really good against Florida, and I kind of expected them to play good, and that's why it's uh Georgia last week. So I'm going to keep uh, keep with Georgia. You know, it's getting into the later part of the season. This is the time, you know, where the good teams come out and try to push for that uh, that playoff spot. That was all we had in the SEC this week of consequence, I believe. We've got a couple of good ones around the league. Let's just go uh, Kansas, uh, Texas, Kansas State. Texas is a touchdown favorite at home against a really good Kansas State team. Yeah, 
I, I like Kansas State. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the, the, the point there. Uh, I mean, I know that uh, Texas just had a uh, tough game with TCU, and, you know, that's a you know, kind of a rivalry game. And Kansas State's playing good ball. So, so I don't see uh, them being scared because they, you know, put it to Oklahoma. So I don't see why they can't do the same with, uh, with Texas. Then the other game everybody's really kind of looking forward to this weekend that Probably, like in my opinion, maybe should have been game day because you go to Alabama every year, but it's Minnesota, Penn State. I get why they're at Alabama, LSU, though. I mean, you can't really miss out on that. But Minnesota undefeated, hasn't played anyone. They were undefeated and ranked like 17th in the college football playoff rankings, which is probably where they should be. But at the same time, that's weird to see a Power 5 program undefeated ranked that high or ranked that low, I should say. So they're a touchdown underdog to Penn State at home, in which is probably the biggest game Minnesota's had in, like, I don't know, 30 years? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you hate to say uh, uh, you uh, want to bet on a team that's never played anybody, and Penn State has played some teams. Um, I, I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go with – I don't even know who Minnesota's coach or quarterback. I mean, I uh, – I bet on them a couple times, and you know I'm surprisingly, you know they've won, and I'm like, might as well keep going with it. Let's go with the Minnesota home dogs. Yeah, I'm with you. I think this is the game where you just ride the momentum of like the moment to where like it's a huge game for them. They're going to come out jacked up. Uh, their coach is PJ Fleck. He was the uh, Western Michigan obnoxious row the boat guy from a couple years ago. Uh, He's got yeah. that program up and rolling. I haven't watched any of Michigan, Minnesota's games. I couldn't tell you who their quarterback is, but I'm simply just riding the fact that this is a huge weekend for them. Uh, I missed one SEC game. South Carolina is minus six at home against App State, who had a really disappointing loss last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember to Georgia Southern. But other than that, it's been really good. They were ranked before that. I, I have no idea what to make of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll take App State. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Boone, North Carolina. It's a nice place. They say that. They make fun of me on the radio show about that. Someone said it was really scenic, and I was like, how in the hell have you been to Boone, North Carolina? Is that So that is true. They're not just screwing with me. No, I mean it's up in the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's, I mean it's a pretty laid back town. I think that's all we got on college. That's probably worth it. I'm just making sure we're not missing any. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's a lot of really with a bad slate the last couple weeks. College has been uh, pretty good this week. Even some off the radar games that are good. Let's flip to some NFL. So after you compile all of your capital on Saturday night. This is how you take it home and you cash it on Monday. We have got the Browns are minus three at home against the Bills. Man, that's brutal. I mean... That is a brutal line because you can't... (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, from the GQ picture all the way to his last press conference, like Baker Mayfield looks like he's just tired, or he just wants to take a nap, or or something. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, especially when they're playing the Cleveland Browns. How about that? Yeah, no, I think I'm with you because Buffalo's six and two and hasn't beaten anyone good at all. But I don't. I, the, the Browns are a total disaster. I don't understand how you could take the Browns here because Buffalo is at least well coached, even though they're maybe a little bit limited. So I, I'm definitely doing Buffalo too. Uh, Tampa Bay is minus four and a half at home against Arizona. 
I never thought I'd be saying this, but I kind of feel bad for Jameis Winston. He's played really good the last couple weeks since that London game where he was so terrible. But they just can't win games. I'll ride. No, actually, I'm going to Arizona. I think Winston, after he didn't turn it over at all against Seattle last week, which has to be the first time in his career. So he's probably due for like 12 this week. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you on that, but I've had Jameis Winston on my fantasy bench the last two weeks, and he's been putting up numbers. He's so been I'm good. starting him this week, so super kind of worried that he's going to be the Jameis Winston that we've all become to know, which I hope not, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride, ride the hot hand. He's been Jameis really good. Winston in the crab leg. He, I watched this for whatever reason after uh, after all the – like I was watching Red Zone last week and after all the games were done, they were showing his press conference, and I honestly kind of felt bad for him. I was like, this guy can't catch a break. But then I remembered it was Jameis Winston. So uh, Jets and Giants, this is a really fun one. Is New York minus three uh, – excuse me, the Giants minus three. New York minus three doesn't really tell you much. Um, I The Jets are a disaster. The Giants aren't much better. I, 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 I almost last week – Went and then went out on a limb and said the the Dolphins would win the game. Not only did they win the game, they won by like two or three touchdowns. I mean, the Jets are bad, um, I, and the Giants are even worse. I, you know, I got burned on my home dog, home Monday night dog, and that was just it was just ruthless. I mean, like, um, and plus I had the had the uh, under, and they get this garbage. Oh, touchdown. that was like, brutal. Hey, that was brutal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I said a couple nice words. Yeah. <laughs> You're like begging them to stop the play. I thought they might rule it incomplete, and it's just like, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just sitting there looking at the same, like, what are you doing? Like, you're, it's over. Like, what's the <laughs> point? You know, just and the next thing you know, oh, there it is. I mean, you know. Uh, man, I'll, I'll flip a coin on this. Uh, I don't, I'll, I'll take the Giants. Hopefully, uh, they'll pull that out. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you because I, I don't know. I, no one should be allowed to bet on this. This is too. too yeah, I mean, you know, like you, you get a free uh, fifth of whiskey or something like that <laughs> if you bet on this game or something. It is uh, Atlanta is plus thirteen and a half on the road against New Orleans. Another really kind of gross line. Atlanta's been a total disaster, but for a team that's kind of getting a little bit healthier, thirteen and a half is a lot. What do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, I did uh. I, I'm a I'm a big Saints fan, and you know I don't know if that is a big number, two touchdowns to cover uh, against a really bad Atlanta team. But you were saying they're getting healthy, and uh, you know, uh, but yeah, in the in, uh, in division rival game like that, I cannot stand Atlanta. But I guess I'll take the point there. I think I would too. Uh, so then you got another gross one after this. Cincinnati's plus eleven at home against the Ravens. Whew. I uh, I'm trying to think what. Uh, oh, I bet, I bet I took a live bet uh, plus thirteen and a half on the Bengals against the Rams the other week, and I think they scored a touchdown with five seconds left to cover, and then they like reversed the call and it just showed up on my phone as a red X. So I was like, oh, that's that's typical. That's that's typical. That's so, brutal. I saw that. That was the London game last week, right? I guess I don't know. I was I was playing in a golf tournament, and you know, uh, I have this uh, app where you just put your bet in, and whenever anything happens, it just you know automatically sends you as a text message. So I got the text message with the five seconds touchdown Bengals, and then I, I put my phone up. I was like, 
I cannot believe I discovered that bet. And the next thing you know, it, uh, I just kidding. got my phone back, and it just it showed me Bengals plus 13 red X. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'd have to go, like, smash a drive into the water after that just to compound things. Um, I think- yeah, uh, I, yeah that's, a, that's a tough one. I, I mean, I'm going to go with the uh, – I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'll do the Ravens. Yeah, I don't don't think you can go Bengals here. It's just too bad. I think I agree. Packers are minus five at home against Carolina, which is interesting because Carolina's been pretty good, but, like, they got killed by San Francisco. But San Francisco's made a lot of things look bad. I think this is too many points. Yeah, I think it'd be a good game. Um, Everybody thought that uh, Green Bay would go into uh, Los Angeles and beat the the Chargers handily, and then they lose by ten. Uh, I, I think it'll be a good game. Um, McCaffrey is a stud, man, and you would think they're going to run the ball as much as possible and keep it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. Um, let's go with uh, let's go with Carolina here. The next one we've got we've got Indianapolis is minus eleven and a half at home against the Dolphins, coming off their first win. I don't know. I know Brissett got hurt last week. I don't know if he's playing or not. Yeah, who was uh, Hoyer? Yeah, Hoyer was the backup. Giants are hot. Uh, So Brissett was limited in practice. Looks like he's probably going to play. Hmm. Man, I'm a. uh, I I never dealt the NFL athlete. Uh, I I think all those guys that are on that Dolphins team are playing for a spot on the team uh, for next year. So. Uh, I you know I think uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Dolphins there. Yeah, let's ride. Let's ride the Dolphins, hottest team in the league. Um, Pittsburgh is plus four at home against the Rams. I don't really buy Pittsburgh. I think the Rams probably cover this. Is it at Pittsburgh? Yeah, games at Pittsburgh. Is it uh, twelve o'clock or three o'clock? Three twenty-five. See, that's on. That's still on uh, LA time. Let's uh, yeah, let's uh. Actually, I'll take the Steelers. All right. Then we got the Sunday night game. This will be pretty good. Cowboys and Vikings. Uh, Dallas is minus three. This is like the bowl of quarterbacks you can and can't win a Super Bowl with. I feel like Dak Prescott's like just on the right side of the line, and Kirk Cousins, at least for now, is on the wrong side. I think I like uh, Dallas here. Yeah, uh, I uh, talked to my buddy uh, Fast Daddy last night, and that was his uh, golden pick was Dallas, man. I can't stand Dallas, but I, you know, I like winning money also. So we're gonna go with Dallas. Fantastic Monday night game to cap the weekend off. We've got San Francisco, Seattle. San Francisco's minus six. I am a big fan of San Francisco, but minus I, six points is a lot for Russell Wilson. What do you make of this? I'm gonna take Seattle money line. Oh, I like don't it, Greg. Points. That is I want, bold. I want the money line. I love it. That is bold. I'll uh, I'll ride with you on that one. That was a. Uh, that was a bombshell to cap off the week. I love it. No, I mean you just got. I mean you know it's the NFL. Like there's there, no no team's going to go undefeated. Russell Wilson's playing good ball. DK Metcalf's a good threat over the top. I mean you know it, uh, the six and a half looks great, but why not take the money line and, get, and make yourself an extra uh, dollar? Hell yeah, you heard it first here, Greg. That's all the picks we got for this week. Look forward to it next week. Um, Go see him, University Avenue, across from Kroger. Best place around to get meat, without a doubt, if you're coming in town this weekend. If you're ever in Oxford, stop by. Go see Greg. We appreciate his partnership, dude. I appreciate it. This was fun. Let's uh, let's do it again next week, man. All right, man. Make that money. Absolutely. All right. See ya.
Super Talk Mississippi media production.